welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joppa, Missouri at 1st in Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Not a matter of if, matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And speaking of Downtown Lube, the owner and our guy, Mark Etter, I believe he is at the Ryder Cup across the pond. If I'm picking up on his Facebook... Uh, World uh, traveler, that dude. I mean, he's everywhere. He spent all of winter in Mexico and Hawaii. Just Mr. Yeah. International Downtown Lube. So uh, dudes are living the life. Must be pretty good service over there. So definitely check them out <laughs> if you're ever in the Joplin area. Uh, welcome yeah, in. they must be doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys listening wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it could be Apple, Spotify, or right here in the call-in app where we're doing the show. Uh, live tonight, a, a little Friday episode. We've been busy over the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, you were in a wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big one, in a big wedding. Not mine, uh-huh. not my wedding. <laughs> little sister got okay. married. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I didn't realize this might sound silly. I didn't realize how much I was stressing over the wedding, like leading up to it. and Not necessarily like stressing over the wedding in itself, but yeah. just like stressing over the fact that like something would happen within the family or to somebody that was going to be in the wedding and like derail it for my sister or just something to go wrong to where like, it wouldn't be that, I don't know. It wouldn't be the best wedding that she deserves to have or whatnot. And now that that's over with, I've kind of noticed like this week, I'm like, Oh man, I'm kind of like up in my spirits. Like, here we go. And you know what I mean? I'm not stressed about something to happen or as stupid as this may sound being in a car accident myself. And (laughs) yeah, I am dude. It is bad. Like it was just like any like the what's the worst thing that could happen to me leading up to this wedding and absolutely ruin this day for my sister. Yeah. We're fine though. We the wedding she has taken it. place. They have they've made it to Hawaii. They're enjoying their honeymoon nice. and good for them. Good for them. Uh, I'm glad yep. that I could be there for you. It was a really good time. A uh, really cool yeah. venue. Good Thank place. You. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot the, of fun. The red wine was phenomenal. Uh, you need to oh, vote yeah. and have that at your wedding, please. <laughs> I uh, I already went out and bought some, actually. So I'm not much Atta of boy. a wine drinker. But at your sister's wedding, I, I got into the red wine, a sweet red wine. And it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I both had a couple glasses. One or two tops, probably. Uh, and uh, then... Yeah. <laughs> Another pro move that was at the wedding, which was my brother-in-law's idea that I come to find out the next day because he was pumped about it, was the liquid IVs tied to the water bottles as like a like reception-type gift to all the guests or just like water bottles with it. And I had about three or four of those during the reception because I drank a lot at that reception. Like I don't think there was a moment where I did not have a drink in my hand that I was not just chugging or just continuously drinking while dancing, mingling around and whatnot. And I woke up the next day, and I'm like, I think I'm all right. I'm I'm doing in pretty good shape right now. So those liquids I've used definitely saved me. So also notate that for yeah, future for weddings sure. or your own weddings coming up. 
Mm-hmm. Noted. Uh, we did have some very exciting football games, and we're going to dive into that. And maybe we even, you know, we're almost in at the end of baseball season. We had a giant trade in the NBA, so maybe we'll get back to more sports. But let's start here. We did have a football game last night, and the Detroit Lions now sit atop of the NFC North, and they are they are looking very good this year. They already have wins in Kansas City, and last night got their third win of the season in Green Bay, it's. I know we were both very impressed. I think everybody was impressed with what they did in week one. And maybe this is just me being a skeptic of everything. After week one, for me, it was, okay, do it again. You beat the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and that is an impressive win. Week one, like you're not looking overlooking anybody there. They go into Arrowhead, they get the W. But it was like, okay, do it again. Let's see what happens, do it again. <laughs> Okay, they did. Uh, getting a win in Green Bay, I don't care if it's Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, or Jordan Love at quarterback. That's tough to do, and the Detroit Lions did it, and now they sit with a 3-1 and record in sole first place. They're going to be after Sunday as well. Very nice win for the, Green, or sorry, for the Detroit Lions, who they look like they're going to be a very hard team to beat this year. Yeah, I mean, they definitely do, and, you know, it's just all in the culture change. It's crazy how quickly that can happen for an organization because four or five years ago, the Lions were, I mean, legit the laughing stock of the NFL with Matthew Stafford as our quarterback, and, you know, that's nothing against Matthew Stafford. It's just they couldn't build around him. They couldn't do anything correctly in adding to their team or trying to find some sort of success in drafting running backs, defensive guys. It just wasn't painting out, and now all of a sudden it's like, hey, you bring in the right coach, you bring in the right general manager – you build you know, your team around a quarterback. You're able to trade Matthew Stafford away and get some assets. And then the blessing disguise of that is getting Jared Goff, who just seems to be the right fit and the right quarterback for the type of offense that, that Ben Johnson wants to run. And if you're a Lions fan right now, you are absolutely loving life because you're winning ball games that you would have lost two years ago. Like the game against the Chiefs, you guys would have yep. pissed that away. Yesterday, your quarterback throws two interceptions. You probably would have lost that game. But no, you guys come out victorious, and teams are looking at you like, okay, they can run the ball. I mean, what, they go on an 11-play drive worth like nine minutes and just running the ball down the field and taking time off the clock, and then they scored at the end of the drive? Like, those are those are killers, and that's what the Lions are. Now. They're biting off kneecaps, they're killing people, and they're draining the clock and running the ball down their throats. This is exactly what Dan Campbell wanted, and it's exactly what he's created. But they're very tough defensively. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, again, going back to week one, you hold the Kansas City Chiefs to just 20 points. Uh, you lose in overtime to the Seattle Seahawks. And, I mean, that, that was a good hard-fought win for Seattle. And then beating the Falcons 20-6, to uh, you'd like to see the, the offense play a little bit better. But, again, holding an opponent to 20 points. And then when you get uh, the Packers again in Green Bay and you hold them to 20 points. So the defense looks really good. And as far as offense goes, I don't feel like they're clicking yet. I, there's still more that this offense can do, and, and that's just a, a highlight of what they've done so far. They, they ran the ball very well last night, and I love seeing a guy like David Montgomery go off. I, I really liked him, uh, even going back to his college days. So to see him get that opportunity last night was really cool. I know a lot of people were maybe not super thrilled with the fact that Jameer Gibbs is not getting the, enough touches, but... When you have David Montgomery going off the way that he is, you just you've got to feed the hot hand at the running back position, and they did that last night. And other teams that have fed the hot hand, I do want to talk about this one, especially with our guy Tyler in the chat. Mm. He's like the biggest Dolphin fans that that I know, 
the Dolphins look almost unstoppable right now. It's what terrifying. Tua and Tyreek are. They're building on what they started last year, and it does. It yeah. looks terrifying. If you're a fan in the AFC, you have to be worried about the Dolphins right now. And this is another thing I noticed watching the game last week against the Broncos. I'm not going to sit and act like I watched the whole game, but you know I did see. Uh, the opening pass or pretty much the opening touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill and then another one later in the game is and where I'm going with this is that Tyreek mentioned last year when he got to the Dolphins that uh like hey Tua is probably the best throwing quarterback like I've had or whatnot and everyone took it as like a diss to Patrick Mahomes but like I think the key difference with that is is the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw you the ball pretty much as hard as he can every single time. It's going to come in like a piss missile, right? Or you're going to get those deep shots, and it might not, it still might not come in kind of soft. It's going to come in hard. <laughs> Excuse me. But, what was it say? How's it going to come in? Yeah, yeah my bad. But with Tua, damn it. <laughs> but with Tua, uh, that's good. I'm like Cade McMinnary right now, just at the, and I just botched his last name. But yeah, I'd feel like <laughs> Iowa quarterback right now. But anyways, with Tua, it's like that ball just comes in, like <laughs> dad gum. Yeah, yeah, here it is. That throw is just going to come in perfectly over the top, and it's just going to be a nice, easy catch into the breadbasket, and you can just go on and score. And you're starting to see that with Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle's coming back this week, I believe. And yep. so you're sitting here looking at the Dolphins, going like, man, they're adding more speed. Their rookie running back exploded onto the scene last week. Uh, yeah, Raheem Mozart yeah. and him both, like I think they had two or three touchdowns apiece, ten touchdowns in total, which is just freaking insane to realize. And the other thing with this too is their defense is good. Like mm-hmm. you got Bradley Chubb, you have all this other talent in your secondary. I know uh, Ramsey's down, but still, it's just like you're looking at the rest of this team, and like man, these guys just have talent everywhere. And the only thing that I don't like about this for Miami going forward is that the game this week against Buffalo, which is going to be a huge game in the division, the NFL, and the AFC as a whole, in all three categories, it's going to be the fact that it's it's in Buffalo this week. I really wanted this game to be in Miami, and then Buffalo have to play them, or then Miami have to play Buffalo later in the year in Buffalo to see how they're going to be in those cold games because a team can look great right now. You know what I mean? We, we see it all the time. A team can look great right now. They start the year off hot, and then you get towards the later months of the season. You're getting kind of banged up. It's colder. Hits mean more. You know, they, they last a little longer, and teams kind of fall apart a little quickly, especially when they're not used to being in these type of close matchups or this type of physicality of a ball game. So that was my that's my only thing that I really don't like about this matchup with Buffalo is that it's in Buffalo this week at this time of the year instead of at the end of the year when it's going to be cold and seeing how Miami truly is going to look as a playoff team. Yeah, and I, I think you're right with where this game is played, but it will be nice uh, to, to see this early test because they should – I know it's too early in the season to, like, flex this game. The NFL is really hating this whole Aaron Rodgers thing because you have Chiefs yeah. Jets uh, on Sunday night. It, you would ideally like to have Dolphins Bills right now with the way the season's going, but it is. It's a game that I'm very excited about seeing early on. Like that's going to be the noon game that I'm trying to watch uh, this Sunday, and I, I think most of us will because what the Dolphins are doing right now. And you, I mean, 70 points. Obviously, they were you know, three points away from a record. Nobody's done that before, but seeing that offense click. And seeing, mm-hmm. like, even looking at the box scores, if you weren't watching the game, of, oh, my God, they have, like, 30 points now already. It's a, it's a yep. bloodbath. And then out of nowhere, it's like, whoa, they have 70 points now. And I have, I've been a big Sean Payton supporter and fan. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know about anymore because like I don't know that Jim. team. The team quit. It, I've mm-hmm. been a part of some really bad teams. They had some really bad ass beatings in sports. <laughs> you know when a team gives up. Like if, they, if you're giving up twenty points in a quarter, you stopped playing in the NFL. Yeah. And if we're a team to quit like that, that's a tough look you know, for Sean Payton for the Broncos. Uh, for their fans, that's a tough look. They need a, a nice little rebound game uh, because things have not been going good in Denver either. And this week, mm-hmm. maybe they'll get that because they have the Chicago Bears, who have also looked absolutely atrocious so far this year. Somebody, uh, I was talking to a guy I work with, I was like, hey, somebody has to win. He's like, no, they don't, Miller. No, they do not. They could tie in this game. I don't think either team <laughs> is actually good enough to win a football game. And he's a Bears fan. And I was like, eh. You might be right. So mm. now I'm kind of rooting for the tie yeah. in this game. But Bears, Broncos. And we've been seeing just, a lot of those the last couple yeah. of years is ties. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, you have like two of the worst teams in football playing each other this Sunday. You also have two of the best teams in football playing each other this Sunday with uh, the Bills and the Dolphins and then Broncos, Bears. It's just what a, a lineup that they have. But it has been a very exciting NFL season so far. And like I said, we're going to get Chiefs at Jets. Sunday night, mm-hmm. which will be pretty exciting. Um, the football stuff first. The yes. Zach Wilson thing, I was I was ready to support Zach Wilson again. He looks he looks like Zach Wilson. That's <laughs> the Zach Wilson that you saw the last time that he was the starter, or when you knew the Jets were gonna go in a different uh direction at quarterback, and Zach Wilson's like, I'm gonna make every day hell for this guy. He's still mm-hmm. that guy. That's still the Zach Wilson that you're getting at quarterback. And I really wanted to see him with a a year of Aaron Rodgers kind of tutoring him and bringing him along. And I think it would have been great for his career. I think he might be done for now. I just don't know if there's any recovering Zach Wilson. I I don't know if Aaron Rodgers being there back in the building once he is healthy will do the trick. I just What you're seeing out of Zach Wilson is bad. And the Chiefs, I, I think they're hot right now. And they're yeah. going to probably put it on the New York Jets. So like, it's probably not going to be a great football game, but it's going to be entertaining because the Chiefs might score you know, 40, 50 points again. Yeah, and the, every point you made right there is absolutely correct. And Zach Wilson, he's just he almost feels like he's worse than what he was last year playing. And maybe part of his coming into this year thinking like, oh man, like I'm not going to have to play at all. Like I just get to sit here and be the backup, enjoy winning with Aaron Rodgers and watch greatness. That's going to be a lot of fun. And now you're hurled into this and you're just playing like garbage and your defense is kind of getting more vocal about the fact of if this was any other quarterback, they would not be starting right now. Why is our coach putting this much faith into him? I can understand that annoyance, but I do agree with you that the chiefs are probably going to have a fantastic ball game. This is the only thing that concerns me though is that that defensive line is really good, and we've seen the Chiefs' offensive line be good, but also penalized. It just kind of, you know, Andy Reid and Mahomes were both vocal about the things that happened with Jawan Taylor last week and the penalty, which did wipe a touchdown off the board for him. And so that's going to be addressed, and more attention is going to be put on it with the primetime game and Collinsworth back on the call. So they're all going to be keeping an eye on it. But the thing that worries me with it is the fact that, again, the defensive line is good and the turf that they're playing on. I don't want Patrick Mahomes getting hurt or hanging on to the ball too long with this defensive line because they are good and they fly around. And I don't want to call them chippy, but I think they're going to try and set a tone of like, 
it, we got to hit Mahomes. We got to get after him. We got to keep him, you know what, some some type of way of just being uncomfortable. And I don't want that to turn into an injury of Mahomes, similar to what we saw with Rodgers in any way, shape, or form, because that would just suck for everybody, the NFL, us, and, you know, Chiefs Kingdom, of course. But if that doesn't happen and the Chiefs get the ball out quickly and he just lets guys go to work, I think this can be a, a major blowout type of ball game because it is going to be fun and it's going to be a high-scoring ball game for the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs favored by nine in that one, which is a pretty big line in the Jeez. NFL. I, I would probably take it. I, I would take the Chiefs to cover that. I, I think that they can come out. And uh, they're going to have a little bit of extra people in the crowd, it sounds like, just like they did last week. Mm. And this is the Taylor Swift segment where I don't know if anybody in the world is more excited about this than I am. I don't know if yeah, Taylor Swift I mean, or Travis talk Kelsey about just are more excited about colliding. It. Right. This is, this is me. This, uh, it's like I play matchmaker. <laughs> like, let me take two things that I'm really, really passionate about and let me bring them together at one of my favorite places on earth, Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, and the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff is it is ridiculous, and I love that I am so involved in both worlds that I can just sit back and laugh at all the nonsense. I'm yes. a I'm a Swifty through and through. I'm a Chiefs. I'm a more of a Swifty than I am a Chiefs fan. Let's put that out there. That's the truth. I love seeing all the Swifties on Twitter talking about Travis Kelsey and having absolutely no idea like what this man does or who he is. And I love <laughs> yeah. all the like football heads like. Why is she going after Taylor Swift? She's not even that good. Uh, whatever, whatever. That's a lie. But for me to see this, it has been fantastic. And being in this area and watching people react to, oh, my God, Taylor Swift is at the game. And the yes. amount of text I got and tweets I got and going back to work on Monday and everybody being like, did you see this? Like, yeah, I saw it. Of course I saw it. I see everything that she does. I see everything that the Chiefs do. Of course I saw all of this. And I love every yeah. minute of it. And the thing that I like in is all the theories that are coming out with it, you know, with all the mm – the how, what do you want to call it? Like the, the similarities or the Easter eggs, you know, that all the Taylor Swift are fan Taylor the mm -hmm. Swifties like to look for and try and figure out and put together. And, you know, you got some that are like, have they actually been talking – uh, a little bit longer than we all realized and expected, and the the phone number thing on the friendship bracelet was more of just kind of like a cute little like, hey, like you're at the concert Let's because go if you, exactly, and kind of like some people refer to it as a, a soft launch, and you know they do a, a hard launch on Instagram or a soft launch, or uh -huh. which is just it's fucking stupid to me personally. <laughs> if if you're talking to someone and dating them, just talk to them and date them. If they're on your story, that's fine. What's up with this soft and hard launch type of BS? Just do your thing. There's no need to be like, ooh, like a mysterious thing I'm talking. Just forget about it. But with this, I'm all about the mysteriousness. So I'm going to go ahead and contradict everything I just did about that little rant. Because with this, I think it's absolutely perfect. And I can't just help excited for Travis Kelsey with it, too, because I don't know the guy. But at the same time, it's like, dude, this is freaking awesome. Like, this dude is having himself one heck of a year. And so is his mother when you think about it. Like, 2023 is Donna yeah. Kelsey. She's having a better year than anyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. and I mean, it, she's I can see the success of both of her sons. Mm -hmm. the, everything. The national spotlight, get, media spotlight that she got during mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. Oh, and then, like, your son starting his game or starting a season. They're both doing really well. And 
let's say Taylor and Travis don't work out, Donna Kelsey still gets to say, like, yeah, I got to sit next mm-hmm. to Taylor Swift and watch my son play football, and she's yeah. got a fat crush on him. Yeah, that's an amazing mom moment. And right. back to the Swifties the and like pop star theories. in the world. Yes. And two TikToks that I saw that I thought was really, really cool, one funny and one just like, hmm, kind of makes sense. Maybe this is something here. One was like Taylor Swift now gets to be a small girl because I guess all the other guys she's dated have been like skinny and kind yeah. of shorter or even height well, with her. She's very because tall. She's, she's, she's yeah, like, like 5'11", 11. right? Yes. Yep. So <laughs> Travis Kelsey's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and the fan was like, Taylor gets to be a small girl. Taylor just Taylor gets to be a small girl. Good for her. And you're just kind of like, all right, that's weird. Didn't notice it. But at the same time, it's like, good for Travis. Yeah. a boy. That's my guy. And then the other one is Travis Kelsey, you know, like Taylor Swift, her her favorite or unique number is 13. Mm-hmm. This is her 13th celebrity boyfriend. Oh, you don't have to tell me, brother. brother I this stuff. Travis Kelsey, lock it in, baby. And lock that's where it I in. think it's hilarious, too, because everybody's like, this will never work. Like, look at his dating history. Look at her dating uh-huh. history. There's no chance in hell this ever works. That's I just, mean, everybody's going to get proven wrong on that right there. It's like, mm-hmm. this is uh, the same thing as like everybody on ESPN saying, absolutely no chance this team wins. They're going to come mm-hmm. back and be like, I told you so. Here are all the doubters. We put it on the bulletin <laughs> yeah. board. Everybody said we didn't have a chance. I think they do. And honestly, I really don't care because either way, I'm going to get Taylor Swift music that is about football in some way. Like you're telling me <laughs> yes. she's going to Arrowhead Stadium and she's not walking away with at least a couple lyrics. Like there's going to be a football song <laughs> and I, it's going to be my favorite song instantly yeah. as soon as it comes out. So I can't lose in this situation. If it doesn't work out, who cares? Taylor Swift's going to write some really sad songs about it and I'm going to enjoy every bit of it or it does work out and they live happily ever after. Two people that I love very much are happy. So just I love love in that situation. So good for both of them. I do think it's hilarious the attention that this is getting. Oh, I knew it would be a pretty gosh. big deal. Because, I, like I said, I'm a Swifty and I'm a Chiefs fan. But I did not expect, like, I was watching TikToks the other day, and there was, like, a Fox News clip. They were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because Travis Kelsey's jersey sales have increased by 400%. Because anything Taylor Swift does, her fans just pounce on it. And, like, this is what we do now. Like, Chiefs <laughs> merchandise, I'm sure, has just gone through the roof. Or I've seen, like, Etsy sites that usually sell... Um, Taylor Swift stuff. Now it's like, okay, yeah. I'm in my red era, but it's like it has an arrowhead on the shirt and all yep. kinds of other just nonsense. It's really, it's crazy how fast it is all escalating. But I, good for the those. The other two. thing, one other thing with this, I mean, all these Swifty girls, like Travis Kelsey is just going to be like, hey, you're welcome to all the football boys. They're all just going to have girls like flaunting over them, even more so than they did before, because <laughs> they're like, I got to be like Taylor. And now my question is, Taylor Swift's best friend, Selena Gomez, who's she going to start dating next? I wish it was me. I'll love me some of Selena Gomez. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, also, I'm not a football like player. and I'm, I mean, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> nope. Your chances are pretty slim. Uh, I am Damn. only three degrees separation from Taylor Swift now. Pretty, pretty cool. Wow. So I, I've got that wow. sitting in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, you do. Out of <laughs> so you know, maybe one day I'll get to just meet her. That would be awesome, yeah. and I would be so happy for you. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Please invite me to. (laughs) Other football stuff did happen as well. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it because we haven't really talked about it. The ESPN Monday Night Football stuff that they've been doing where it's two games on a Monday night. I don't know if I hate it or love it. You would think that, like, okay, more football on primetime. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's made it really hard for me to watch games, and I don't think I like it with the two Monday night football games. I Maybe I'm just an old man yelling at clouds. I want one Monday night football game, and it should be like probably the top matchup of the week. Thursday night football still just needs to go away. I don't like it. The players hate it. I don't like Thursday night football. Sunday yeah. nights, fine. Sunday all day, great. Monday night football, one game, and it should be your big matchup of the week. Like The Bills and the Dolphins should be playing on Monday night. And that should be it. Everything else happened on a Sunday. I mean, I'm right there with you. And I wouldn't mind it if the NFL did Tuesday night games. And I know at some point you can't do that because the NBA has Tuesday night. So you can't collide with that. But, like, these Thursday night games, like, I mean, we've talked about it before. They're just really not that enjoyable. And the, the point of the year that they come into the week, too, is – the players are just trying to stay healthy and get through the game healthy so they can get that 10 days of rest before heading into the next week or whatnot. And that kind of stinks because you don't like to see it. But the other part of this with the Monday night game and the two games on Monday night, like you mentioned, they're just, they haven't been good games. You know, I think we, as much as we love football and we love the big moments and the good games, there's also probably like four or five games that same day that just suck. They it's just kind of like, all right, do who won the game, the whole- who lost? Like, uh, every team has to play on primetime once. Stop. Yes. No, they don't. Stop living (laughs) in that world. Everybody's going to get the participation trophy. Put the good teams in primetime. Yes, like this Dolphins-Bills game. Mm -hmm. Put that on Monday night. Yeah. I don't don't even know who's playing Monday night, but, like, that should be the game. And CBS and NBC and Prime might get upset. They're like, why does ESPN get the, the top game? Because it's Monday night, and that's the top primetime game. Yeah, because they just, paid for- the NFL decides. Yes, uh-huh. and maybe the NFL gets to decide that every year, like which network gets the 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 game of the week. Essentially, you know what I mean. Like CBS gets one here, there. NBC gets one throughout the season. No, like this network gets the top the top spot this year, and they yeah. take advantage of it that season. And then you rotate it that way. You're all paying billions of dollars. Maybe you just should have a year then where you get all the top games. And Monday it's like it doesn't week. matter what's here. It can be flexed Monday night out. football game is the Seahawks versus the Giants. Yeah, I'm not so, watching that. Not good. Not good football yeah. there. Um, and then the Sunday night game is, well, we will watch it. It's going to be pretty rough, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Chiefs at Jets. Uh, I guess that one maybe is entertaining. You've got some, some different storylines to watch for. I'm going to watch for Taylor Swift puns all night. I love those. Um, and then we also this week you have the Falcons at Jacksonville. However... Uh, that game is being played in London, so we'll have that early uh, here in the Central Time Zone. It kicks off at like eight thirty, so yeah. nine thirty Eastern Time. That's always a game that I just forget about. I, I do think it's cool that they're expanding and trying to grow it internationally. I'm used to those games now. I'm going to forget that this game is on, yes. and then I'm going to like go to check my fantasy roster or something like that around eleven, <laughs> and I'm going to see a score and be like, why? Why is this already happening? And I'm going to get tripped up for a little bit and think, wait, what time is it? Is it already noon? How come I haven't eaten lunch yet? 
And then I'm going to realize, oh, yeah, there's this weird London game that kicked off at 8.30, and I'm not ready or prepared for it yet. But there, there are some pretty decent games this week. We didn't preview them all uh, because we really dug deep into the whole Taylor Swift thing. I'm excited to see what happens on Sunday night. You did mention Juwan Taylor, and that's something we haven't talked about, though. And the alignment thing, it's just so weird that the NFL has made it a point of emphasis for yeah. something that just really isn't that important. And it, you mentioned Chris Collinsworth earlier, too, him drawing attention to it. I think that is probably when the NFL did decide, like, hey, we're talking about this. Everybody on Twitter is talking about it. The broadcast is talking about it. We've got to do something about it. But Jawan Taylor has been doing this his like entire career. I know yes. last year it was a really big issue. Even when the Jaguars were playing and I wasn't rooting for them, it was like, whoa, this guy is he's pretty deep. Like he's lined up wrong. Or mm-hmm. he's getting a really quick jump. Like, how is he doing this? But even when it, he was a Jaguar doing it, I didn't really care. I didn't think it made that much of a difference. Uh, if it helps him yeah. a, a little bit, I guess whatever. But now it is, it feels like it is it's also getting out of hand. Like the big touchdown that was called back. Jawan Taylor getting a, a millisecond of a head start or lining up a little bit deep did not affect that play at all. Like if you're really yeah. struggling to get pressure against Jawan Taylor, then maybe I think you start to call that stuff. Call it on Lane Johnson too. Uh, I saw yeah. an, uh post or I don't remember what team it was. Every single one of their linemen was lined up just as deep as Juwan Taylor does. And there was no call. <laughs> even the guards. So, like, if you want to make it, right, like, even the guards and the tackles, both tackles were lined up incredibly deep. Like, none of them had their helmet past the waistline of the center or whatever the weird rule is. If you're going to make it a point of emphasis, just do it on everybody. It, it does. It feels like they're kind of singling out Juwan Taylor. At the same time, dude, just, like, fix it. Like, just line up where you're supposed to line yeah. up. It, like, this week, it should not be a problem. Like, I get it. First, you know, two weeks, three weeks, now you've got to fix it. And you've got to know, I'm not going to cost my team any penalties based off where I'm lining up. It, because that is the big deal. Is It's never really the false start. It's it's the illegal formation where he's lined mm-hmm. up. So. Hopefully he fixes it this week because I'm I'm just kind of tired of the penalties on both sides. Yeah. Why are we calling it in the NFL? <laughs> and then why can't you line up the correct way against Juan Taylor? And I think for me, we kind of talked about it off air, of course, and uh, with, with our guy Brooks as well. And I really do think this is just the NFL's focal point of let's focus on this at the beginning of the season since everyone's talking about it. It was Chris Collins would probably mention it 30-some times in the opening night. It's like, okay, we have to show attention to this, call it, it's whatever, get it out of the way in three, four, five weeks down into the season. Let's say we address it now, we focused on it so we don't have to at the end of the year heading into the playoffs. Because if this is something we were discussing with three or four weeks left in the year getting into the playoffs, then I would be very, very concerned and worried about it. But right now it's a, all right, this is just the main storyline. There's not that much else going on in the league that, you know, officiating wise that needs to be discussed or called because there's something every single year that we get into um and and with that it's just this is the one it just it's the chief's focus here um in what is being addressed from referees and i'm sorry i'm looking out this window and watching my dog jump in the pond as this shot call does not work so yep 
a bingo, bingo card. card. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, it, it does feel weird, but uh, also because we're Chiefs fans. I just I don't feel like it's that important of a thing to do with Jawan Taylor to where if he is lined up, what are we talking about? A game of inches. He's lined up a couple inches too deep. I don't know that any pass rushers are really complaining. I, I can't imagine that you have guys that are. Uh, I watched Aiden Hutchinson go up against Kansas City Chiefs, and he still did very good at, at generating a lot of pressure against Juwan Taylor and did just fine, and the Lions ended up winning that, that football game. So I can't imagine that many people who actually are playing are are too concerned about where Juwan Taylor is lined up. I mean, For me, I would be more worried about how fast he's getting off the snap. Because it is, I don't know. I don't know how him and Lane Johnson do it. I would honestly like to hear what they do because both of them get off the ball so quickly that sometimes the ball doesn't look like it has moved yet, and they already have. Like, can they just react mm-hmm. that well that as soon as uh, the quarterback calls it, that they are reacting before the center does? Because that's pretty impressive. And honestly, that's the way that you should teach it. Like, hey, we're going on two. Quarterback says it on two, boom, you're out of your stance. So, I don't know. I would be more worried about it if I were a defender and how quick he's getting off the snap uh, versus where he's lined up. I would, what, three inches, four inches? Not going to make that much of a difference um, to most people. But, yeah, and let's just go ahead. Part of it, but yeah. No, uh, I let's just. Let's also get to some college football, uh, unless you have more thoughts. No, I think my, my internet kind of gigged out there for a little bit. So I, it's like I said something, you kept talking, and you stopped. And I was like, All right, okay, we're good. And then snip, snap, snip, snap. We're good to go, though. Uh, let's do talk about some college football because we had a pretty good weekend again. And one thing that I've seen kind of trending, too, and one thing that I noticed over the weekend is that there are a lot of schools that are playing very good football right now, and they are not traditional football schools. We would actually label these basketball schools that are all undefeated. And part of it was because Texas and KU play this weekend. So I was looking at the schedule and seeing who they play. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, KU, we've got a lot of KU fans. We're Texas fans. So that's an interesting matchup. And then you notice other schools like, hey, Duke is kind of doing some things this year. Like, they look pretty good. North Carolina looks pretty good. Kentucky is still pretty good. And you can even get into schools like Syracuse and Louisville are playing really well. It is crazy to see. I've never seen these programs really take off. I mean, the big two, Duke and Kansas, have never really mm-hmm. been successful at football. They've had their years every once in a while. I remember the Todd Reese and KU days, but that's that they're far from a football program. But I will say, Duke and KU look like they are really headed in the right direction. Like UNC, North Carolina with Mac Brown, Looks very good. You have Drake May, who's going to be a, probably a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Kentucky with Stoops has been solid for a really long time now, doing it in the mm-hmm. SEC. So it's just kind of cool to see all these schools, these like what we would consider blue bloods in basketball, are finally starting to kind of build their football program up too. Yeah, and I mean, you know, starting with Duke here, like they, they opened the year up against Clemson at home. I believe it was a Monday night game. And they come out victorious, and it was kind of like, a, oh, snap. Like, maybe Clemson's either, you know, not that good like we thought they were going to be, or, or Duke is much better than anticipated North Carolina. You know, there was kind of some hype there with Drake May, like you mentioned. 
But they've just continued to grow off of that. And Kentucky, they play Florida this week. I believe it's in Florida as well, and they are favored. So I actually did take that bet with Florida, I think plus one or plus one and a half, whatever it was last night. But at the same time, it's like, man, Kentucky actually might come away with that win. And you're sitting here looking at Florida going, mm-hmm. man, you can't beat Kentucky? Kentucky? It's in like, Kentucky. It's just, it is in Kentucky. Okay. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just different. it's a weird <laughs> – it's a weird situation to be in, like, just looking at the SEC and seeing what schools are good and what schools are not. Like you mentioned, these being the basketball schools. And, and Kansas, I'm glad we're seeing them on the list because this afternoon I'm scrolling Twitter and I'm seeing reports that the, the head coach, Lance Leopold, and their AD uh, have been getting kind of pissed at students and the fans because they've been leaving before the end of the game. And so they're sitting here going, like, why are you leaving? You know, we're, we're 4-0, we're undefeated. We've just announced, you know, all these amenities that we're going to bring and, you know, renditions that we're going to do to the stadium, or renovations, excuse me, that we're going to do to the stadium. And we're winning ball games, and you're not showing up. And I think they're kind of being vocal about it because, especially from the AD, because they realize, like, hey, Michigan State's looking for a head coach right now. And our coach, I know we just signed him to a deal, He's easily worth the seven, eight, nine million dollars a year for how he has turned around Kansas, uh, a very well-known basketball school, into I should I don't want to call it a powerhouse, but you know a school that has to be respected in terms of football because they are winning football games and they are getting decent recruits and they're continuing that success throughout the season. And now they go play Texas this weekend in Texas, but man, I would be. Very concerned if I'm a Kansas fan. I'm sitting here looking at this like, okay, we got we got these sweet jerseys. We're getting recruits. We're getting a new stadium. But our coach is kind of being hunted from other schools that can pay, can easily pay, and can make you know life easier and bigger for him in terms of just continuing to move up the rankings in college football, um, especially with the Big 12 kind of not having Texas and Oklahoma in it, so it's not going to be as exciting moving forward. But the Big 10 is going to be making more money anyways. That would be my one concern as a Kansas fan. But, like, it, it's tough trying to keep students and fans in at games at the end of ball games, especially when it's a win. Yeah. I understand it from a coaching point of view. But it, that was just up, something I good. noticed on social media that mm-hmm. it was kind of concerning. Yeah. And then um, I, this is a really good game, like Kansas in Texas. And this we're not talking about the mm-hmm. basketball matchup. We, this football game should be pretty interesting. Both teams undefeated. Uh, both teams looking to make some noise in the Big 12 this year again talking football uh that's something that you don't see very often uh with these two programs anymore texas included you know you don't see them make noise in football they're ranked number three right now ku undefeated mm. ranked number 24 they're four no that's going to be a good matchup and then you know other basketball schools that we mentioned uh duke and notre dame playing each other this weekend notre dame is a five and a half point favorite duke has already upset clemson once this year uh, and this game is going to be in uh, Durham, North Carolina again. So Duke at home, maybe they can do it again. And uh, another game that I, I want to get to, and again mentioned in the chat here, the Colorado stuff. Uh, Colorado has been the talking point of college football of uh, really until Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They were like the talking point of all sports. And it, that was yeah. a situation where they were bleeding over into uh, news outlets picking up the story. Dion did a like 60 minutes interview and I find myself kind of on the fence, but also just kind of in both yards. I yeah. really like the way that Dion is handling things. 
even when the player from Colorado State hit Travis Hunter and everybody was pissed off about it, I, I think a lot of coaches just wouldn't address the situation. Or they would, you know, put out a little bit of a statement, but really wouldn't say much. They would use a lot of coach speak. He's not. He came yeah. out and, and was supportive of the guys. Like, this is just playing football. He didn't mean to do it. Everybody chill. And everybody did. Like, even Travis Hunter hosted this other player on, like, his podcast or whatever, YouTube channel, whatever it is he's doing. Hmm. And I think that was really cool from Dion. And then coming out and talking about, you know, they, we have a five-star recruit at Colorado. Why isn't he seeing the field? He's like, you got to be prepared. Just like my trainer used to always say, you got to be prepared. If you're not watching <laughs> film, I'm not putting you on the field. And uh, for him to do that, I absolutely love that too. And even people, yeah. I, I saw it on Instagram. It was a post. People are going off like, that's never the way Dion played. He was never prepared. He skipped meetings. Not everyone's Dion. Not everybody has that. Yeah. He's one of the greatest athletes we have ever seen across all sports. Yep. I think he also knows not everybody can do it the way I did. My sons <laughs> can't even do it the way that I did. And so, yep. yeah, you have to be prepared. You have to know what's going on um, with the scheme and everything like that. So I really love a lot of the things that Dion is saying, or maybe I should call him Coach Prime, is saying. However... I really thought it was funny that Oregon came out and kicked their ass on Saturday uh, because they, they started to feel themselves a little bit. And they're talking, and you have a defensive lineman that's watching uh, Bo Nix warm up, and he's laughing at him. And you have Shiloh Sanders saying he's going to kick everybody's ass and their coach too. So for Dan Lanning to come out and say in the pregame stuff, like they're playing for clicks over there. We're playing for wins here. I really like that. And then you come yeah. out and you put up a 21-piece real quick on them. That was also kind of cool to see. So, like, I don't know where I am on it right now. I, I know Colorado has to play USC this weekend, and it's going to be really exciting. But I, I still haven't figured it out. I, I love what Dion is saying. But at the same time, I think they got a little bit too confident and a little too cocky too early. You, you yeah. should have waited until you were you had five, six wins. Or, you know, maybe don't talk shit to the Pac-12 powerhouse that has been Oregon over the last couple of years. But it, it's been intriguing. I don't know where I'm at on it. it it's cool to see Dion. I, I like that he's very authentic. And it really does feel like he's building a big program there. I think the hype train took a little bit of a hit when you lose 42-6. to six. I don't like their chances this weekend against USC. I think they will probably get their ass kicked again. But I, I do find myself kind of liking the Coach Prime stuff and... Whew, I did not think I would. I, I didn't think I would be on the Deion Sanders hype train, but I think I am. All that to say, I do think USC is going to whip that ass. <laughs> so just to go ahead and wrap it up and bow on top, ass kicking incoming. <laughs> but yeah. I, I completely uh, we'll agree with you. <laughs> and <laughs> with with the Dion stuff, it was kind of getting to a point where it was almost annoying, but – then you kind of just sit there and you really listen to, you know, his post-game interviews and his, his pre-game interviews. And, you know, you're kind of like, man, this is he just he's relatable in a sense that he's getting the players hyped up. But he also understands the game from, you know, every aspect as a player, as a father, as a coach. And he's able to just kind of speak that to the players and to the media as well. And where it's like, OK, hey, like, yeah, you talk a lot of shit. But at the same time, you're very understanding of what you're doing and what you're saying. And. Even Oregon's head coach came out earlier this week, or yeah, 
earlier this week, yes, um, and said, like, hey, if you don't realize what he's doing for college football, you're just crazy. Like, the attention mm-hmm. that the world of college football is getting right now is phenomenal. Yeah. And you just got schlacked by Oregon. It could have been a lot worse than 42-6. to six. If they wanted to go put mm-hmm. another 80-burger on you, they probably could have. USC is probably going to do the same thing, and I think the over-under for that game is, I think, 71.5 or 70.5. I also took the over in that game. Eh, probably losing both the bets I've mentioned today, but, you know, just 73. 73. Uh, over-under is 73. The spread on this one is USC by 21.5. Okay, That's so I tough. thought it was 21, so it went up to 21.5. Yeah, 21.5. But I would take that, though, just because, like, I think Colorado's going to be able to score more this game, or maybe just Travis Hunter has that much of an impact on the field for this offense and defense, you know, where you take away a half of a field or you just open up, you take that much attention from the defense. Maybe he's just that special of a player with it, you know, and they're missing him that much on the field. But And it stinks that we don't get to see it against their two biggest matchups of the season, especially in the Pac-12. Um, playing in Oregon, that would have been a tough atmosphere anyways, but having USC in Colorado – that place is going to be rocking. It's going to be filled up. Mm-hmm. Definitely expecting Caleb Williams to have another Ooh. massive week because that and Colorado defense. Too. Yeah, it's just and it's been insane the amount of celebrities that are coming in. And yeah. the game against Colorado State, you know, he's doing his pregame speech in the locker room, and he has his mom up there, and he's sitting there talking to the team, and then you realize just casually standing in the background, it's the fucking rock. That is the biggest celebrity in the Uh world. Like, we talked about Taylor Swift a little bit ago. Major pop star herself and celebrity. 472 million followers on Instagram. I think The Rock genuinely has more than that. I think he has over 500 million followers I wonder who is the bigger star. The Rock is different, too, because he gets, like, the the big male audience from his movies, from his wrestling days. Mm -hmm. Everybody watches movies. Like you've all seen a, a movie with The Rock in it. He he does the kid movies. Not everybody listens to the Taylor Swift music. Oh, there are millions. I was wrong. He's got. He has three hundred ninety-one million followers. No, he does have more. Yeah, three hundred, almost four hundred million followers on Instagram, and she has two seventy-two. Can you? Like, you can't even open that. I guess your app probably looks different if you have that many followers. But can you imagine the notifications you would receive if you had a hundred million followers, even? You have people just mentioning you and things. Just the, the amount of all day, you know. <laughs> like, I'll post a story, and it, you know there'll be a couple of people that like my story, and I'm like, man, my phone's blowing up right now. That story is just that, like, you know, that sunset picture went crazy. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of one of them type of deals. They post a freaking whatever, you know, a picture of a dress or outfit or something. I bet it's just like boom, 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 boom. Like their phone would just explode if they had their notifications turned on. Yeah, you. That app's got to be set up differently. I don't know what it is, but it's set up I wish I could see what it looked like because that would be just super cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game kicks off at 11 a.m. Central Time to oh, 9 a.m. Oh, sorry, 10 like a.m. 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Or Mountain Time. Let me get my time zones here. Right is that the big new kickoff? It is. Yep. And once yep. again, it's like the third time that Colorado's played on it. But I, I'm here for it. I like it. I like the attention that they're getting – it, it, I'm gonna like it even if they get their ass kicked. I and I still really like the Coach Prime pregame stuff. That week one, like the we're here, I, we've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, it was one of the best pregame speeches I've ever seen. I, I, that one's still I'm getting the, chills the little thinking about it. Mm. 
the little pause to the players where he's like, we're here. And then the mm-hmm. players start doing it like, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We're not coming no more. We're here. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was. And there were a lot of good games uh, this weekend, too. The Pac-12. The Pac-12 looks really good, which is mm-hmm. that's a conference that's dying. And Oregon State and Washington State are the only two left. They look really good, even. Like, those two <laughs> schools are even ranked in the top 25 right now. But you have four schools out in the Pac-12 that are ranked in the top 10 this year. Uh, you have USC at 8, you have Oregon at 9, uh, Utah at 10, and sorry, Washington at 7. So you have 7, 8, 9, 10 in your conference right now. And then you also have Washington State, who's at 16, Oregon State, who's at 19. And I mean, then, then you can add in Colorado, who everybody is talking about. You can add in UCLA, who's still really good at 3-1 and one this year. You've got some – the Arizona Wildcats are 3-1. and one. Bear down, or whatever it is they say. Yeah. Uh, very good football being played in the Pac-12. It's like this is a contract year for them. And they, whoa, we better get our shit together because next year we're joining the Big Ten, the Big 12 – we need to go out on a high note, and they are all doing it at the same time. Yep. Good for them, but also, like, how do you not keep this conference together? Like, how did you allow this to happen <laughs> yeah. as a conference commissioner to be to just shit the bed so badly that you couldn't get a TV deal for all these great teams? And like now, you've you got the to be biggest greedy. personality. Yeah, because ESPN came to you with an offer, and you're like, nope, not good enough. Try again. And then ESPN said, nope, we're not going to. We will (laughs) send this offer, just do a control F, change pack to big, and we're (laughs) sending this contract to the Big 12. Like, you guys are out. You suck again. Your conference is going to die. Now we have uh, the pack two or the two pack, Tupac, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's so bad, but the football is so good out there. Speaking of Tupac, did you see the breaking news today? No, the breaking news on Tupac? Yeah, the LA Hit me uh, police <laughs> arrested someone that uh, they mm. think was the actual shooter in the drive-by shooting that happened almost 30 years ago. Yeah. The person was arrested well, today. So I saw a couple weeks ago or so that they like had reopened it or found some new evidence that was looking promising. Just I had a, one of my students today wore a Tupac shirt. So we had just funny, relatable story. We had class pictures a while ago. So all the students got their school pictures back today. So I'm passing out school pictures, and one of my students, little sweet little girl, has a Tupac shirt on. I slap her pictures on her desk, and I say, hey, do you even know who that is? And she was like, what are you talking about? It's like, do you know who that is? And just me being stupid, wasn't thinking about the pictures I just put on her desk. She's like, it's me? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, no. Do you know who is on your <laughs> shirt right now? <laughs> she said, Tupac? Yeah, I, I listen to some of his music. Like, there's no chance. There's no chance you listen to Tupac. Because I listened to Tupac when I was your age. And I shouldn't have been. <laughs> Who's allowing you to listen to Tupac <laughs> yeah. right now? Uh, but also, on the way home from school... I introduced my daughters to Tupac, and I, I thought that I was. I thought that I was like, hey, they don't know who this is, but now you're going to listen to some of Dad's music. They're like, yeah, you've already done this. We know who this is. We don't like it. Put Taylor Swift back on. 
<laughs> oh my god! But no, I did not. Have they seen see them? You've already introduced them to Usher, right? They they've been introduced to Confessions. Oh brother, yes, yes. Oh, they have. Actually, uh, where were we? I don't remember where we were driving. From the hospital so we somewhere recently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but Maya, I, I was just kind of over all the music that I've been listening to. It's like, I need something else. Like, let's listen to something else. I'm not listening to Olivia Rodrigo right now. I don't want to listen to any more Taylor Swift. You're probably tired of Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers. What else? Uh What else can we listen to? And Maya said, dad, will you play confessions? And I almost, I almost cried. True story. I told Oh my gosh. I was like, this is a, <laughs> this is a proud moment for me when my daughter says, "Hey dad, will you play Confessions?" Yes, this is I just, will. <laughs> this is 23-year-old Mello who is listening to the album again and again, memorizing the songs. Like, I can't wait for the day that someone asked me to play this album. And sure enough, it's my oldest daughter. Let's go. Oh. Tears are rolling. I just I know that I know that is a true statement and story. Oh, it was a beautiful time. A beautiful time for the family. I probably remember it the rest <laughs> of my life. And then Usher's going to be, let's take it back to sports. Usher's going to do the halftime show. I had myself one hell of a weekend. Is he uh, really? Last weekend. Yeah, it, because we were at I your sister's that wedding. Mm-hmm. It, it came uh. out then. So had the, your sister's wedding. It was a great time. Uh, well, actually, Friday night went to the high school football game here where I live. And they kicked ass like they usually do. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> And then Saturday went up for your sister's wedding. Great time then. And then on Sunday, it's like, hey, by the way, Taylor Swift is going to be at the Chiefs game. And then also, Usher's doing the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Like, wow. All pretty good things for me. They're very excited about the halftime show, though. And I don't usually get excited. Was it, I think it was Rihanna last year. I went to a Super Bowl party, and a lot of people were excited about Rihanna. And I was like... She's good, but this is this is bathroom time for me. This is get a couple more beers, check out the pizza, the chips situation. That will not be the case for this Super Bowl. I will watch every second of Usher. Okay. I was so confused when you said this is bathroom time. I'm like, what is Rihanna? Not, Why are you telling people that Rihanna is your bathroom time song? Like, no, stop it's it. my time stop to go it. take a piss. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I, just, I really wasn't that intrigued. She has some good yep. music. She did great, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, it was much better than when The Weeknd did it because that was one of the weirdest Super yeah. Bowl halftime shows I've ever seen. And I don't like his yep. music. So very excited about Usher, though. It, it felt pretty catered to me, honestly. I mean, I talked about Donna Kelsey 2023 being her year. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's your year. You know, like, I don't know. She's, her sons played against each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's tough to be. One of them but your daughter, <laughs> but your daughter asked you to play Confessions. So right, yeah. So I've got that going for me. Take, <laughs> take that, Donna Kelsey. Um, also yeah, getting married this year. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Me or Donna Kelsey? <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty solid year for me. I also love back to the Kelsey stuff. I love the attention that Jason is getting too. Because he seems like he's just an awesome dude. And like the Netflix series, I haven't watched it yet because I think I'm going to cry when I do. So maybe I'll watch it this weekend. But like seeing that and even the, hey, we think we might have something here. We want to do a documentary type over a guy that's about to retire. And he signed Mm -hmm. up for it. 
And then he didn't retire. I mean, I remember uh, doing like draft stuff for Bleacher Report, thinking like, hey, the Eagles need to look at center because Jason Kelsey can't play forever. Yep. Maybe he can, actually. I, I think he can play as long as he wants to. But it is really cool to see him get the attention to not just, hey, here's Travis Kelsey, he's dating Taylor Swift, but also Jason Kelsey and his wife, who has been on their podcast. She seems like one hell of a catch. Like, way she to just go, seems Jason amazing. Kelsey. Yes. And they met on Tinder. I actually watched a documentary the other night as I was going to bed. Um, I think it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, but it was, it was really, really good. It's just, it's just a one-episode, kind of like a movie, like an hour-and-a-half, mm-hmm. almost two-hour type thing. Um, but it was very good, and you probably will tear up a little bit. Just because like, you get to see the real side of, of Jason Kelsey. You, know, you get to see more of the relationship of him and Travis and with their mom being tied into it as well. Um, and it is really neat to – to just see that. So definitely worth the watch if you're planning on watching it this weekend. Yeah. And let's get our weekend started. Uh, a good show. We appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, I guess we'll update the cry sheet when I do eventually watch it. I, I need to again because I teared up when my daughter asked me to play Confessions. And now I'm probably going to go play that <laughs> album uh, and enjoy the weekend. But we do appreciate all everybody uh, joining us again. You can get this podcast wherever you do listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple uh, Spotify, or right here in the call app. But we appreciate all you guys joining us tonight, putting up with us, uh, whether it be the Taylor Swift comments, the, the football talk, the random Usher segment, whatever it is, we appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you all next time.